0: Board of Regents has made its choice for the state's next Chancellor. As expected, the board named former Governor and U.S. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue as its sole finalist to head the University System of Georgia.
1: Chancellor of the University System of Georgia. It's one of the most coveted jobs in higher education, but should it go to a politician? Governor Brian Kemp thinks so, and it looks like he's getting his way. Earlier this week, Georgia's Board of Regents announced that Sonny Perdue was the sole finalist for the job. Sonny Perdue, of course, was a two-term governor of Georgia, as well as Secretary of Agriculture under former President Donald Trump. The board cited Perdue's, quote, vast understanding of the issues facing the university system, unquote. Not surprisingly, the news has dismayed many both inside and outside of academic circles who worry that Sonny Purdue's conservative politics will set the university system on a dangerous course and even put the system's accreditation at risk. This is Georgia Today. I'm Steve Fennessy. Here to help us make sense of the implications of all this is Eric Sturgis, who covers higher education at the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. So tell us, what does the job of chancellor of Georgia universities and colleges entail? What, what, what does it mean to be a chancellor?
0: The chancellor is sort of the person who makes sure all the trains run on time, so to speak. They have to be in charge of making sure that the schools comply with federal education policies and procedures, state education rules and regulations. Looking at the pandemic, you know, they've also had to take on some additional responsibilities, such as, you know, managing um, coronavirus relief funds. Some would say the most important job is, you know, um, making sure that money that comes from the state is, you know, sent to the schools and it's being spent properly. How big is the university system? There are 26 um, institutions in the system. Um, They they range from Georgia State University, which has the most students in the system of like about 53,000 students. Georgia Tech, Kennesaw State, both of those schools have about 40,000 students each. And then the University of Georgia, you know, and then there are, you know, many others um, outside the metro area. There are probably about 48,000 employees in the university system, and they range from professors, assistant professors, um, you know, associate professors, uh, guest lecturers, you know, everything from electricians to people who work in uh, the cafeterias. So how do you get a job
1: to be chancellor? Who hires the chancellor?
0: The chancellor is hired by the Board of Regents. It's a 19-member body, and all of those folks are appointed by the governor, and so they serve seven-year terms.
1: The last full-time permanent chancellor, why did they leave?
0: His name was Steve Wrigley, and he retired. He left in
1: June. So he left in June. So we have not had a a chancellor, uh, at least a a non-interim chancellor, for at least seven or eight months, right?
0: Correct. Yes, um, there is an acting chancellor. Her name is Teresa McCartney, and she worked under um, Mr. Wrigley. And
1: when Wrigley said he was going to retire, was there kind of a shortlist floated around of possible successors?
0: No, not officially. You know, because they are personnel decisions that the board makes. There may be that shortlist that some of these members of the board of regents have, but they're not allowed to discuss it publicly.
1: But in the state of Georgia, I would think that at least uh, jobs that are sort of in the employ of the state of Georgia, there are a few that are more prominent or important than Chancellor.
0: You know, it's a pretty important job in the state of Georgia. It pays pretty well. Um, I think uh, Steve Wrigley was making maybe about a half million dollars when um, he retired. So that's way more than the governor of Georgia was making.
1: The governor uh, appoints the regents on the board of regents. There's 19 of them. Why is there 19? How is that number arrived at?
0: Most of them are... Designated by congressional district. So you have um, 14 members who serve each congressional district in Georgia, and then there are five at large positions.
1: By definition, they're, they're, you're appointed as a regent by the sitting governor. But appointing and hiring a chancellor is supposedly, or at least theoretically, uh, not supposed to be political, right? Am I being naive to think that, that that would be the case?
0: I think you would have many people who would say that it is a political decision, or that the board members themselves have, you know, some say, depending on their own personal politics.
1: When did we first hear that Sonny Perdue, who was the outgoing secretary of agriculture in the Trump administration, of course, a two-term former governor of Georgia, was interested in the job of chancellor? How do we how do we find out about that?
0: Last March, we started hearing talk, you know, that Perdue was interested in the job or that some board members on the Board of Regents were interested in him becoming chancellor. And then a couple of months later, my colleague, Greg Bluestein um, ran into him at an event. And, you know, Sonny did say that he was interested in the position if, you know, the regents would have him.
1: Okay. Sonny Perdue is, well, I think he's 75. He's a two-term former governor, secretary of agriculture. Um, why isn't he going back to his farm? What is it about this job that appeals to him?
0: He has some interest in the job because, you know, he realizes, you know, that, you know, the importance of higher education to the state's economy. He called being named a finalist a quote, to wonderful capstone to a career problem. in public service. Georgia's top elected officials constantly talk about, you know, we need workers who are college and career ready, people who can just step into jobs. He also talked about, you know, um, bringing stability to the system. You know, he referenced the pandemic and the phrase cultural revolution there's been a lot of um, a lot of different issues that colleges are facing regarding social issues and political issues.
1: Sonny Purdue is a Republican. So when he uses a, an expression like cultural revolution, what is he referring to? What's the implication there?
0: Well, he didn't go into specifics that day. But, you know, obviously, you know, there's been a lot of talk recently about issues like critical race theory.
1: That's why I'm looking forward to working with the members of the General Assembly this legislative session to protect our students from divisive ideologies like critical race theory.
0: This is where angry parents are accusing the school board of trying to
1: indoctrinate students with controversial curriculum on race and American history. It's called critical race theory.
0: But other parents and some students said that's not what's going on in the classrooms at all.
1: This isn't critical race theory, this is diversity inclusion. This is the golden rule, do unto others.
0: I don't know how or why this would be debated. You know, and then there's been issues that a lot of Republican lawmakers have been bringing up in the Georgia legislature in recent years that um, about campus speech issues, that they feel that, you know, students or groups cannot speak freely on college campuses, particularly conservative. So those are some of the things that have concerned a lot of um, state leaders, particularly on the Republican side.
1: When you look at past chancellors in the university system of Georgia, is that a position where the person who gets the job is typically coming from a higher educational background, or are they sometimes coming from outside it?
0: I think it's been a mix of both. You know, Steve Wrigley, you know, he worked in the university system before he became chancellor, so he did have some of that experience. But then prior to him, you had Errol Davis, who um was a utilities company executive and he had no administrative experience in higher education. You know, he was brought on actually, you know, during um Sonny Purdue's tenure to take on the job.
1: There's something else going on here. Sonny Purdue is cousins with David Purdue, who is now engaged in a bitter primary battle against Brian Kemp. Brian Kemp, who of course is backing Sonny Purdue. So that's a little strange, isn't it?
0: Yes, definitely. Sonny Perdue and Brian Kemp have a long-standing relationship politically, and then you have Sonny Perdue's cousin, who's, you know, running against the governor now in the GOP primary.
1: The former president recruited the former senator, David Perdue, to mount a primary challenge to Governor Brian Kemp, and thought, Trump thought, his endorsement would spell immediate trouble for the incumbent. But Perdue is struggling. At least he is out of the gate. How Governor Kemp has used congressional redistricting To add more Sunny Purdue supporters to the Board of Regents. That's next. This is Georgia Today. Welcome back to Georgia Today. I'm Steve Fennessy. I'm joined by Eric Sturgis who covers higher education for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. I understand that the Board of Regents, at least in its previous iteration, was not necessarily too keen on the idea of Sonny Perdue as the next chancellor. Is that correct?
0: There was some support on the regents, but not enough support to get him across the finish line to be named as chancellor.
1: So what happened then? Why, why are we still talking about this then?
0: Good question. <laughs> You know, I guess at the time they sort of came to an impasse and there was a search firm that was hired to um, help with the process but pulled out of the process. The regents hired another firm and then that put Ms. McCartney as acting chancellor and so there really hasn't been much movement up until, I guess, the last few weeks. After what the board's chairman described as a nationwide search with, quote, numerous highly qualified candidates, in the end, the board voted to pick Purdue as the sole finalist for the job.
1: Well, there was also some changes that happened on the board itself, right?
0: Yes. So you've had recently, you know, the Board of Regents members serve seven-year terms. The terms of two of those members expired at the beginning of January and... Governor Kemp replaced them with two additional members and then also um, there has been through the congressional redistricting process you know because of some changes in some of the districts you know we've had two additional changes on the regions where two members are now no longer on the board and the governor has replaced another one of those members and all three of the members that he has replaced are people who have been you know very supportive of the governor in the past through campaign contributions in other ways. Governor Kemp and Purdue are also close political allies and Kemp recently replaced four members on the board before the vote.
1: This has been percolating for a while now, Eric, this this idea of Sonny Perdue as the next chancellor of the University of Georgia system. And I'm, I'm curious about why it's elicited such a ferocious response on the side of those who are for the idea, but also those who are against it. Why is Sonny Perdue such a polarizing figure?
0: I think, you know, his critics have a couple of reasons that they're concerned. One is looking at his record as, um, you know, the governor of Georgia. You know, there were some complaints that, um, you know, he was involved in some changes that, you you know, made it a little bit more difficult for students to get the Hope Scholarship. As governor, Purdue's record on education is also being called into question. And as
1: governor, he chose to defund billions of dollars and begin, you know, a decades long spree of defunding from our teachers and, you know, students and parents schools that we attend
0: every day. In a statement, Purdue said education funding was affected by twin recessions while he was governor. During his time as agriculture secretary, you know, there was, you know, there's been some criticism about his record, you know, concerning issues such as climate change. So, you know, we've been hearing that this from faculty members who have been upset about questioning some of his credentials in that space. And then also, I think, you know, there's been some criticism that he's not the best qualified person for the position. Critics have questioned Purdue's experience, pointing out his lack of experience in a higher education setting. Now, you know, conversely, his supporters say he was a governor of Georgia for eight years. You know, he provided the budget for, um, the university system, and he understands how the system, you know, to a certain degree, you know, how the system works. And so, you know, they point to things like that, and they also point to issues, you know, point to things that, you know, hey, other states have hired elected officials and former politicians to lead colleges or universities. And so there are some ways that Sunny Purdue can help the university system of Georgia.
1: What form has that opposition taken on college campuses or in academic circles?
0: Well, there's been a few ways. One is there was a group of students who um, created a group called Students Against Sunny. Students Against Sunny have collected more than 1,000 signatures on a petition on change.org. There have been some faculty members who have, you know, written letters to the University System of Georgia, you know, stating their opposition. There's been some social media, you know, push against him. And, you know, I think there have been a couple of state lawmakers who have publicly come out against the idea. The choice of Purdue has already drawn criticism from student groups and university professors, who describe Purdue as a career politician with no experience in higher education.
1: Initial discussion about the possible candidacy of Sonny Purdue for chancellor for next chancellor of the University of Georgia system, the president of SACS, the Southern Association of Colleges and Schools, Bell Wheelan, sends a letter to the chair of the Board of Regents of Georgia. She says a lot of things. I'm going to read a paragraph towards the end of her letter. The most important activity in which any governing board will be involved in is the selection of the CEO. While it is often especially difficult for members of a governing board who are appointed by the governor or legislative body to remain independent in their work, it is imperative that they do, or they place the accreditation of the institution they govern in jeopardy. Now, to me, Eric, that sounds like kind of an implied threat that appointing Sonny Purdue as Chancellor could mean that we'd lose accreditation. Why is accreditation important for a university system like George's?
0: So yeah, it's an important issue because you know, colleges and universities that do not have accreditation they can their students cannot get federal financial aid. That helps pay for tuition for a lot of college students. So without that accreditation, it could severely impact, you know, enrollment.
1: How unusual is it for a letter like that to be written? It's very rare. What did you think when you first heard about that?
0: It was pretty newsy for us. You know, we reported as soon as we um, got the copy of the letter. And, you know, for a lot of critics, you know, it did raise their concerns about all of this and, you know, and saying, you know, this is why, we, you know, we are concerned about Sunny Purdue becoming chancellor.
1: It's interesting the the letter was addressed to Sachin Shalendra, who at the time was chair of the Board of Regents, but is one of those members who redistricting kind of pushed out. So he's no longer on the Board of Regents. And I understand that he wasn't the biggest supporter of the idea of Sonny Purdue as chancellor. Is, is that right?
0: You know, he's never spoken publicly about it. You know, there was a faction of Regents members who were not supportive of him at all. And so now he's no longer on the regents, but, you know, we are hearing, you know, some of the, the newer members could be a lot more supportive of Sonny Perdue.
1: So the faction that, that was opposed or is opposed to the idea of Sonny Purdue as chancellor seems to be getting smaller.
0: Yes. I mean, you know, there is one um, former member now, Philip Wheelhigh, who did, you know, say, hey, I like Sonny Purdue personally. You know, I've worked with him, but, you know, I just didn't feel like, you know, he was the best um, person for the job. And so, you know, I think he was one of those, you know, members who, you know, was part of that faction were against him.
1: Eric you've covered higher education in Georgia for a lot of years. When you go this long without having a permanent chancellor on board, what signal does that send or how does that affect the operations of our schools?
0: I think, you know, there's just some uncertainty among many faculty members about, you know, who will eventually serve in the position and, you know, what role they may take on high, you know, on this, you know systems operations. So I think there is some concern out there among some of them and then also, you know, maybe among some who might be interested in working for the university system.
1: Well, Eric, let's unpack a little bit more this rather awkward political relationship going on. So we have Brian Kemp in this fierce battle against David Perdue, a primary battle for governor. Is Sonny Perdue staking out any, does he have a dog in this fight, at least publicly? Has he said, I'm supporting the guy who's pushing my candidacy for chancellor or I'm, I'm supporting my cousin who's running against him?
0: Publicly, I don't think he's said one way or another right now. You know, it's kind of a fascinating situation that your cousin is running for governor, and then at the same time, um, his um, political opponent could be putting you in charge of one of the most important positions in state government.
1: So I'm guessing that maybe he wants to stay out of this altogether, or do we know if he is going to make any kind of a public statement endorsing one way or the other?
0: For now, we have not heard any Discussion about you know where Sonny Perdue will ultimately fall on the governor's race, so you know it'll be interesting to see.
1: As you said, Sonny Perdue persuaded Donald Trump when he was president to endorse Brian Kemp. That relationship famously has gone has gone south. There, uh, President Trump is endorsing uh, Brian Kemp's uh, Republican opponent in the primary, David Perdue, to be the next governor. So Sonny Perdue is very much in the good graces of Donald Trump. Brian Kemp is not. Brian Kemp is in a fierce battle with David Perdue. David Perdue is saying, I'm, I'm the, the big Trump guy here. But is there a way of like, by appointing, by at least advancing the candidacy of Sonny Perdue for chancellor, is this a way for Brian Kemp to gain some political points with some Trump voters out there?
0: Yes, I think the governor could certainly use this on the campaign trail, and you know, to um, you know, David Purdue's supporters, and say, "Hey, look, you know, I've made Sonny Purdue chancellor of the university system. You know, he's a strong conservative. You know, and he's David Purdue's cousin. Come on board with me. Um, let's go into November and be against um, Stacey Abrams together."
1: Yeah, and Sonny Purdue was one of the only, if not the only, cabinet member who went the distance in the Donald Trump administration. There were so many cabinet members who who. Left and then he had to appoint new ones. But Sonny Perdue was there from the beginning. He was there at the end.
0: Correct. Yes. You know, looking at that, and you can say that Governor Kemp can use that to his Republican base and say, "Hey, you know, I had one of the most loyal Trump guys. You know, and you know, if I pointed him to a very important position here in state government, and you know, we've had a long-standing relationship. um, So, let's go into November with me as your nominee."
1: You mentioned that there's a, a long political history between Sonny Perdue and Brian Kemp. What is that history?
0: Sonny Perdue encouraged then-President Trump to endorse um, Brian Kemp in the Republican primary back in 2018. He tweeted, Brian Kemp is running for governor of the great state of Georgia. I give him my full and total endorsement.
1: Obviously, this is huge for our campaign. So very excited to have the president standing with us. And I'm a lot like him, quite honestly. I've been in the private sector for 30 years. I ran because I was frustrated with the government.
0: You know, and then there have been other instances where, um, you know, Sonny has supported um, now Governor Kemp. We've been hearing that, you know, the Governor Kemp continues to be grateful for that support. And he feels some, you know, some loyalty from what we've been hearing from our sources towards um, Sonny Perdue.
1: So there's a school of thought that, Governor Kemp is sort of paying back a favor.
0: Yes. Sonny Perdue backed um, Kemp's state Senate bid in 2002. You know, he also backed Brian Kemp to fill the position of secretary of state. So that's
1: not something you can just push aside uh, because you don't like what one of their family members is doing.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that's the argument that many of um, you know, Kemp's team has said. Politics makes strange bedfellows. Indeed.
1: News that Sonny Perdue will, in all likelihood, be the university system of Georgia's next chancellor comes at a time when state legislators are debating bills about how racial history should be taught in classrooms.
0: Critical race theory about whites, blacks, and U.S. history, parents saying that CRT is now indoctrinating students, disguised in the school system's initiatives on diversity, equity, and inclusion.
1: Matthew Bode, a University of North Georgia professor, and president of the Georgia Conference of the American Association of University Professors, told the New York Times that, quote, a chancellor's job is to defend the system against such bills. I can't imagine Sonny Purdue doing that, unquote. The Board of Regents is expected to confirm Purdue's appointment in the next two weeks. Georgia Today is a production of Georgia Public Broadcasting. Jess Maidor is our producer. Our engineers are Jesse Nyswanger and Jake Cook. You can keep up with Georgia today by subscribing to the show at gpb.org. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week.